Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Talk about the language of faith is the title of the series, the language of faith. And specifically, the power of words is what we're going to talk about. But we're, we're talking about the language of faith or the power of words specifically. And we're going to start in this series uh, concerning faith with, a script, uh, uh, with the scripture in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. The scriptures tell us in general, in general that we are to walk by faith and not by sight, that we are saved by grace through faith. Faith is something very important in our day-to-day Christian lives. In this series, we're going to look at what faith is and specifically, and this will be the majority of where we spend our time, what the language of faith is from the scriptures. We have the power of life and death in our what? Tongues. And we must learn how to use that power as the Lord desires pleasing Him with our faith. We need to realize that we are built to believe. Did you know that? We are built to believe. Every person on the planet has the ability to believe God. You know, I've had people tell me through the years, well, I just can't believe. No, you just choose not to. Every believer, God would be unjust to require faith if you couldn't believe. Every believer has, every person on the planet, whether they're a believer or an unbeliever, has the ability to believe. I am constructed as God is constructed in the sense of I have the ability to do what he can do in the sense of I'm created in his image and in his likeness. Amen? And we're going to get into this more. You are built to believe. There is no person created that does not have the capability and free will to choose to believe. Proverbs chapter 18, verse number 21. Let's look at this verse. It's probably up on the screen. Proverbs 18, 18 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So we see here that death and life are in the power of the tongue. This word power actually means rule and strength. So we could say rule and strength are in the tongue, right? The the, the ability to speak death, the ability to rule over death or speak or rule death or the strength of life or the strength of death is in the power of the what? Tongue. Now, I'm going to just give you this thought to help you Uh, as we go down this path of understanding the importance of words. Just to prove to you, initially, straight off, that death and life are in the power of the tongue, you exercise this when you believed on Jesus. Whoever shall what? Confess with their, the Lord Jesus, and believe in their, right? In other words, the, the power of heaven, life, or hell, death, was in your, it's in your tongue, right? So the power of life and death is where? In the tongue. So say this with me. And this is going to sound so simple, and you're going to go, you don't have to go over it. I got it, preacher. You don't. We're going to go over it. Because what I've found through the years is I don't. I still need to understand this, okay? 
My goal in this series, and I believe I should say the Holy Spirit's goal in this series, is that we really watch what we say. And we're going to get into a commentary here, and you're going to go, uh-oh, I'm really going to watch what I say. It, it put me in my seat a little further back. Death in life is in the power of the tongue. We are going to tie this into faith and our authority. But you can see from the definition of this verse that our tongue has strength and rule in it. That power is strength and rule. People say, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will... Does that tie in with Proverbs 18.21? Words are more powerful than the sticks and the stones. You know, people quote stuff and they just, you know, because they learned it in grade school. <laughs> you know, words are powerful. The tongue, by definition, is the instrument of speech. Some translators think this word would be better translated speech. The power of life and death is in your speech. So is this scripture true? So if you run around saying all the time, um, you know, that just tickled me to death. <laughs> People say, well, I've been saying it for years and it hasn't happened. We're not talking about your, necessarily your experience because this is about speaking from a heart of faith. Is this true or not? The scripture actually says a merry heart doeth good like a, so can you be tickled to death? <laughs> if you have a merry heart, you're producing life in your body. You know, on Wednesday nights, I've talked about this in the Bible study. Sometimes I'll watch stuff just to laugh. Just because I want to laugh. I want to laugh till I cry. People say, you do that? That sounds weird. Whatever. Before I was saved, I'd go drink until I was drunk so I couldn't feel anything. Why can't I laugh until I cry? I mean, you know what I mean by that. Not sad. I like to laugh. I like to joke around. I make jokes about Mark choking. <laughs> you know... I wouldn't do that if we were at his funeral, but you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> and it's just the dumb old devil trying to take Mark out because Mark's going to preach for me the next couple of Sundays. So I know Mark's in good hands. I heard from the Holy Ghost. He heard from the Holy Ghost. How many know we, greater is he than, who is in us than a cashew? I like to laugh. I like to have fun. Sometimes too much. I, I'll tell you this. <laughs> we, we, uh, <laughs> there was a while there, I was doing this. Uh, we, you know, we have iTunes on our phone, and it connects to our vehicle. So for a while there, I was uh, driving around with my kids in the car and my wife, and I'd roll all our windows down and turn on Christian rap music. And I'd sit way back in my seat like this. 
and go real slow with the radio turned way up. You know, and that bass is just, we, we had our Dodge Durango that we had before. It had a system. I mean, it had a system in it. You could, you could feel it. You know what I mean? And I did, and my, some of my kids would get into it, and my wife's like, knock it off. But I want to laugh. I want to have fun. <laughs> we see from this verse that our instrument of speech or the tongue has power, strength, and rule for death and life in our lives. We need to ask ourselves the question, do we really believe this verse? Do we really believe that within our mouth this, there is an organ called the tongue and it has power for life or for death in our lives? If we believe this verse, then excuse me, the next question then becomes, how will this change my speech? If we really believe this verse, how will this change my speech? Finally, we, we then must ask the question, how do we determine what should be expressed by our tongue? If we really believe this is true, how's, how's this going to change our speech? And then from there, we need to go, where do we get the new language to speak? Yeah. Right? What should be the substance of our speech? The general answer to this question is the Bible or God's Word. There are only two spiritual sources to speak from. Listen to me. There are only two spiritual sources to speak from. Only two. Okay? The kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. As we understand the source of words, we will learn to govern our whole conversation by the kingdom of God. In the Passion Translation, this verse says, Your words are so powerful that they will kill or give life. And the talkative person will reap the consequences. Now, when you think of the word consequences, automatically I do. I think I, because I've had to change my thinking in this because I, my mom or my dad growing up, are you sure you want to do that, Sean? What are the consequences? And it was always something negative. You know what I mean? Like, you, I'm about to smack my sister. You know, you're gonna, sure you want to do that, Sean? What are the consequences going to be? When you're growing up, you know, you're devout. So it's usually around something negative, but consequences can be good or they can be bad depending on what we're doing. How many know that the consequence of paying more on your principal is that you pay it off quicker? The consequence of putting more on your credit card is means you're going to be in debt longer. Come on. But both are consequences, right? Okay, so, there's, so if you want the consequence of life, you need to speak life. Well, it doesn't look like it's working. Your faith is being challenged. Amen. Amen. Listen to this in the Amplified. It says, death and life is, are in the power of the tongue, and they who indulge in it shall eat the fruit of it to death or life. In the, uh, in the uh, New Living Translation, it says, The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. The complete Jewish Bible says, The tongue has power over life and death. Those who indulge in it must eat its fruit. The, um, uh, let's see, God's Word Translation says this, The tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love to talk will have to eat their own words. The Good News Translation says, what you say can preserve your life or destroy it. 
Well, that gives it a different perspective, doesn't it? So you must accept the consequences of your words. The Living Bible says those who love to talk will suffer the consequences. Men have died for saying the wrong thing. (laughs) How many know that's true? In more ways than one. The message uh, paraphrase says this, words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit you choose. Boy, that's powerful, isn't it? According to the, uh, one, one uh, commentary says this, according as a person uses his tongue, he falls under the power of death or attains to life. He falls under the, or he or she falls under the power of death or attains to life. What am I saying out of my mouth right now? What am I declaring over my child? What am I declaring over my house? What am I declaring over my spouse? What am I declaring over myself? Well, I'm just stupid. If the power of life and death is in your... Should you be declaring that you're just stupid? Well, I'm worthless. And the Lord said, your value is my son's blood. The power of life and Quiet in this Pentecostal church. A man may do, uh, Matthew Henry's commentary on this verse says, A man may do a great deal of good or a great deal of hurt, both to others and to himself, according to the use he makes of his tongue. Many a one has been his own death by a foul tongue or the death of others by a false tongue. How about liars? And, on the contrary, many a one has saved his own life or procured the comfort of it by a prudent, gentle tongue and saved the lives of others by a seasonable testimony or intercession for them. And if by our words we must be justified or condemned, death and life are, no doubt, in the power of the tongue. Another uh, commentator said this concerning the power of speech. Uh, And I really want you to hear this. Of all the powers that man possesses, there is scarcely any more impressive than the power of speech. It is a God-like power. Now watch this. Human speech is no mere evolution from the cry of the animals. Speech became possible on the earth only when on the earth there appeared one into whom the divine spirit had breathed. He goes on to say this, it is because the origin of speech is divine that words words have such supernatural power. Where did speech come from? Well, you know, from the goo to the zoo to you. That's my definition of evolution, just so you know. Well, you know, I evolved from a monkey and now I can talk. Speech is what? Divine. It is of God. In the beginning, God. And it was so. 
And where did we get our ability to speak when the breath of the Almighty came into his man and his woman? I wonder if the power of life and death is in, in our tongue. Consider what a word is. From the materialist point of view or somebody who doesn't believe in God, it is but a slight agitation of the particles of air around us. He goes on to say this, nothing feebler, nothing more fleeting can be conceived from it if you just believe that there is no God, that we weren't created. Yet that word can make or mar a human life. That word can fill a home with gladness or despair. How many have ever walked into a place like you're invited somewhere or walked into a room and you can tell a fight happened, but you didn't hear or see the fight? I've done this. You say, what do you mean? They, the words are in the air. They're working. This is why, you know, uh, years ago, there was a gentleman, um, oh, and his name's slipping me right now. But anyway, he went to see Smith Wigglesworth, and Lester Summerall. He was overseas. He was doing missions work over there, and he went to see Smith Wigglesworth before, who's another known minister uh, in that day, well-known. Um, and he, he went over to see uh, Smith Wigglesworth to go to his house, and he had a newspaper in his hand. And Smith Wigglesworth opened the door, saw who it was, he said, and he looked at Lester Summer, he said, you can come in, but that has to stay out. And he made him leave the newspaper outside. Now, some of us think, what in the world? And, and Lester Summerall said, well, okay. And he goes, the reason why it can't come in is because it's full of lies. I don't know about you, but Smith Wigglesworth raised 23 people from the dead. There's testimony of him praying for a down, actually kicking a Down syndrome baby and it being healed. People say, Kick a baby? You can if it gets healed. <laughs> Death and life are in the power of the what? The tongue. That's such a I want to read this again. Speech became possible on earth only when on, on the earth there appeared one into whom the divine spirit had breathed the breath of life, and made him a living soul. It is because the origin of speech is divine that words have such supernatural power. Another person said it this way. They said, A still more serious illustration of the death-dealing power of the tongue is seen in connection with slander. There was a gentleman by the name of Robertson in one of his great sermons upon the tongue. He said, in the drop of poison which distills the sting of the smallest insect or the spikes of the nettle leaf, there is, there is concentrated the, uh, the quintus, uh, quintus, what's the word? Yeah, it's not quintessential, but we'll use that, of a poison... <laughs> He says, of a poison so subtle that the microscope cannot distinguish it, yet so uh, virulent that it, it can inflame the blood ir and irritate the whole system. How many have got a mosquito bite before? 
and convert night and day into restless misery. Talking about poison. He said, so it is in the power of the slanderous words to inflame hearts, to fever human existence, to poison human society at the fountain springs of life. The supreme illustration of the death-dealing power of the tongue is found in indecent words. The man of indecent speech may be compared with the murderer, the one who destroys the body, the other destroys the soul. If we would denounce the man who in the time of pestilence would smear the walls of a city with plague poison, what shall we say of the man who defiles the temple of the soul with its indecent speech? To thousands and tens of thousands, indecent speech is the revelation of a world of wickedness previously unknown. By it, the imagination is defiled, the corrupt nature set on fire, the barriers that guard purity broken down, and the soul is led into absolute ruin. In other words, if if the tongue is not powerful, then why do we try to protect our kids from hearing about things that they shouldn't in the culture? Let me ask you a question. If the power of the tongue, if influence, if words are not important, why are so many of our news outlets, social media outlets, and all these different things, why are, they, uh, why are people in a panic over things that they shouldn't be? The pen is mightier than the... People will believe, you know, the scripture says this, Jesus said this, he said, if you cause one of these little ones to sin, talking about children, he said, it had been better for you to have a millstone wrapped around your neck and you thrown into the sea. And yet our culture will continue to go a particular direction. This is why it is so important that we are aware of what we're saying. Now, don't, don't try to pigeonhole this uh, this teaching into one area. This is every area of our lives. The power of life and death is in the tongue. It's in our words. What about the power of life in the tongue? When the tongue is concentrated, when the tongue, I'm sorry, is consecrated, when it is guided and controlled by a heart full of the Holy Ghost, it becomes a mighty power to destroy the works of the devil. Weighty and gracious gracious speech takes the place of careless, light, and frivolous speech. Our words lead seekers to Christ in Him to find eternal life. Comforting and encouraging words take the place of mocking words. The power of words of comfort to encourage those who are sorrowing and desponding is simply marvelous. They literally bring life to the soul. How many of you have had a rough day or somebody told you death and then somebody right behind them comes and brings you life and it's like you just forgot about the death? Because the greater one lives where? On the inside of us. But do words have an impact? They absolutely do. Kind words take the place of cruel words. Every kind word that is uttered makes this world more like heaven. For where slander begets hate, kindness begets love. True words go forth to do battle against the falsehoods of which the earth is full. Every true word that is spoken from a heart of faith has a demolishing effect to the death of the enemy. Don't you like that? Every true word that is spoken from a heart of faith has a demolishing effect to the death of the enemy. So the power, do you know that, that means this too? When you think about the power of life and death, it means you can speak death to things. You say, what would I speak death to? Everything of the enemy. 
just by nature of you responding to the enemy by the written word of God from a heart of faith is a death blow to what the enemy is trying to do in your life or in the lives of those that are around you. You've got to rise up in the middle of your situation and begin to declare out of your mouth the life-giving power, the resurrection power of Christ concerning the situation that you're in. Because the power of life and death is in the tongue. It's a matter of the source for the tongue. Pure words go forth to enlighten and purify and cleanse lives darkened and debased and defiled by the evils of this world. Before the man of pure speech, the indecent man hides himself. Purity is like the sunlight. When it is led upon the mind, the evil and unclean things which dwell there flee as noisome creatures under a stone flee from the light of day. How many have done that? You, how many have ever lifted up a rock and there are bugs everywhere? You lift it up, whoop, and when they see the light, what do they do? Whoop. So you just need to walk around your life lifting up the devil's rocks. Don't give him a place to hide. Don't give him a place to hide. Don't give him a place to hide. Go, no, 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 devil, you can't have that spot. The joy of the Lord. Whoop. Oh, there they all go. Then pick up the rock and chuck it. Amen? Because that's where, that's, that's that life coming out of you. That's you being aware of what you're saying. That's you having a, a, allowing your conversation to be governed by revelation from heaven rather than by what's going on around you. How many know this, that we, as salt and light in this, in this world, believers are supposed to look and talk different than the world? How you realize this, that any old unsaved, unbelieving uh, child of the devil can complain about their circumstances. It takes a spirit-filled, changed nature, divine breath of God entered into person... To stand up in the middle of difficult situations and, and say with Paul, what shall we say to all these things? If God be for me, who can be against me? That takes what? Faith. But when you do that, don't just say it and go, well, I guess we'll see if it happens. Say it from a place of faith and go, yeah, we're going to see this happen. Amen? That is the power of our tongue. Purity is like sunlight. And we talked about that. When it's, like a, it's like bugs. When they see all that, they just, man, they're out. But what is true of the tongue is true also of the pen, books, social media, news, TV, and much more. Literature today has tremendous, a tremendous power. And the doubts and... And, and who doubts that in countless instances it is a power making for death? He goes on to say this. One of the commentators goes on to say this. We need to ask ourselves, what are we feeding on? Who can estimate the damage done by the innumerable, frivolous, and absolute worthless books which are issued from the press? Even where they are not positively harmless, harmful, they're a waste of time. 
He goes on to say this, And if these are hurtful, how much more so are the false and misleading books which are issued in such numbers in our day? And this goes, I mean, this is an old commentary. You could say social media, news media, everything. Your phone could be blowing up with lies. I get lying texts every day. You say, what are they? They're spam texts. Telling me I want a certain amount of money. Telling me somebody owes me money. Telling me my warranty is up. Telling me my... They're lies. Is this... How many have gotten this message before? Is this you in this video? I don't know. What if it is? Who cares? And then all of a sudden, somebody, your next Facebook message is, I've been hacked. Don't receive any messages from me. <laughs> this is how the enemy operates. In lies. But the, I love this, the death-dealing blow or the death-dealing power of the press is seen in nothing so dreadfully as in its issue of impure and indecent literature. But if the press has such power... And if authors are using this power for evil, it becomes all the more necessary that we should use it for good. A good book entering a house may prevent the entrance of a bad book. A good book following a bad book may largely neutralize the mischief which the first has done. And that's just a really old way of saying you can put garbage in and garbage will come out. But you can put good in and force garbage out and good will come out. And for every, every attack of the enemy, every lie of the enemy, whether it be in the news media, whether it be on social media, whether it be on TV or uh, Netflix, or I don't care what it is, whatever, wherever the agenda of the enemy is being pushed, the church must push a different agenda. We must put forth light in the midst of darkness. Amen? We must, because... What it does is, and we can, we can speak, we neutralize, we put an end to what the enemy is trying to do in our lives when we speak the life of God over that situation. The enemy will tell you, how are you going to make it? The enemy will take you, the vision will never come true. The enemy will tell you, you're not worth anything. The enemy will tell you, you're not going to make it. Nobody cares about you. You're just on this on your own. Nobody's going to help you. The enemy will speak all sorts of things to you. Your spouse is going to leave you. Your kids are going to hate you forever. The enemy will tell you all sorts of things that you need to cut off and not allow to enter your mouth. God, the enemy will quote statistics to you. God will speak revelation and the miraculous to you. I had people try to tell me because I, you know, I was a really good sinning. Well, your kids are going to be this. And I would not put it in my mouth. In fact, if you wanted to start a fight with me. <laughs> I, now, I fight the fight of faith. No, I don't fight physically. You know, I don't need to. I wouldn't put it in my mouth. I won't put it in my mouth. Why do they have to do what I did before I was saved? Why? Give me, give me the scripture on Why? And people think they have it, but they're just misguided. And they have not read about what Christ did. I cut, when I got saved, the old man died. And I don't carry him around in a box. 
going, hold on, let me get this guy and he'll respond to you. But you've made mistakes. I'm under grace. (laughs) Why does it have to turn out the way they say? If we want to prevent it from turning out the way they say, we have to say something else. You know, we do this in prayer, and I'm wrapping up here. We're done. We do this in prayer. We, uh, we pray really great prayers and then speak death over our own prayer. I've been praying for my kids for this many years and nothing has happened. We got to be careful about that. What we should be saying is, Lord, you're doing everything you possibly can right now to just destroy the work of the enemy in my kids' lives. And your word is true, and it is alive, and it is working. And I don't care what I see right now. I'm not going to speak it. In fact, I'm going to praise you in the face of opposite circumstances and count it all joy. And I'm just going to declare right now that I'm coming out perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And my kids are being delivered. My kids are being set free. The Holy Ghost is on them like a hound. They can't go anywhere without the angels of heaven and the servants of the Most High interrupting every chance or place that they go to try and sin and make it worse. Why? Because I have the power of life in my tongue. And I speak death to you, Satan. You will not rule in my life. You will not take over in my life. You will not have the supreme because greater who's in me. And the devil will come to you and go, you have the sentence of death in yourself. And you say, just out loud, we just read this recently. I love this verse. Paul says it. He says, we have the sentence of death in ourselves to where we did not put our trust in ourselves, but we put our trust in the one who raises the dead. People say, well, I'm already down to death's door. I'm coming up because my faith's not in me. It's in him. And you say, where do you get all those words? From the wellspring. From the weapon room. Come on, how many have a weapon room in your house? I know there's hunters in here where you put all your guns. These are all my guns. These are my weapons right here. Will you read it every day? Do you feel like reading every day? No. I'm just like you. My flesh is just as stupid as yours. It wakes up in the morning and goes, oh, what do I want to do today? And you're going to go, smack, smack. You know, <laughs> it, it doesn't want to pay attention to this, but this is my weapon. My weapon is not carnal. My weapon is spiritual. And when I grab hold of this, when I put this in my mouth, all of a sudden the flesh goes, well, maybe we do like it. But the next day, the flesh is just as stupid as the day before. Moon, we have to get out of bed. And that's when you need to cut off that source of language and reach into the resurrection language and begin to speak. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. (laughs) 
Well, you're just trying to give us hope and wind us up. I'm trying to wind you so tight. You're like the Tasmanian devil when you go through your week. People are like, what is wrong with them? They go to Faith Family Church. I want you so anointed, you're, you're, more, you're, the, you're the greasiest pig in the bunch. <laughs> Nobody can grab, no enemy can grab hold of you. Amen? Amen? So that you have, you have this word in your mouth, and you realize when I speak this word, the devil fears the one who, who, who resurrected me with him. He fears who's in me, who I am in Christ. I speak life over my existence. Not only will I be blessed here, but I will walk right into eternity and live with the Lord forever. I'm not concerned about going to hell. There's no chance I'm going to hell. It's not even on the map. I already, in fact, I've already passed from death unto life. It's a completed deal right now. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.